a life hack. You want the secret sauce to fitting movement into your already busy schedule or your already busy calendar. And let me just say, hey, welcome to Build to Be You. My name is Michaela and I am so pumped that you're here. I made this podcast so you can uncover what it means to be you and learn how you can fully step into your potential while trying to navigate your 20s, overcoming previous failures, learning to face your fears, dance with your emotions and take messy action in order to build and become the best you. You can expect a little bit of mixed stuff love and a whole lot of real talk. But let me just say this journey is so much more fun with a bestie. So buckle up and let's do it together. What is up, my built to be your friend? And welcome back to this week's episode. It's gonna be like a little quickie. I don't really love that analogy or like I don't know, that term to me just like kind of sounds weird in the in the setting of a podcast episode. Like, do what you want to do. Okay, anyways, you know, anyways, all right. <laughs> really back, Michaela. This is gonna be a quick, short, tangible episode. See, that's just like a mouthful. Okay. Anyways, let's dive into why you're really here today. Chances are you're a human who has a busy schedule and you feel like 24 hours in a day is never enough. And you're like, how the heck am I supposed to fit movement into my schedule when I'm already so busy? Um, So it's going to be like a little bit of mixed tough love and some tangible tips because I have this conversation with athletes all the time. If you didn't know, I am a certified run coach. I have my run coaching business, Strides for Strength. I work one-on-one with a lot of athletes who are busy humans. Everybody is busy in their own way, right? We all have our own perspective and perception of busy. We all have certain demands of us. And chances are you listening right now, you push play because you want like a life hack. You want the secret sauce to fitting movement into your already busy schedule or your already busy calendar. And let me just say, there is no secret secret sauce. There is no magic. They're simply priorities. They're simply, you know, you sitting down and actually figuring out where movement fits into your schedule, how it fits into your schedule, all the things. So I just wanted to do a quick episode today because I realized that like things for me that are now just ingrained in me, they're not something I think twice about are probably where you are starting out, right? And I think back to myself when I first started on my own health and fitness journey as a busy nursing student, I started with 20 minutes a day. And that 20 minutes a day truly transformed so many things for me, but I had to start there in order to get to where I'm at now. And then at the time of this recording, I actually posted something on my personal Instagram today, um, kind of just sharing the breakdown of my week. If you didn't know, I am in week two of training for the Houston Marathon, which takes place in January. So my schedule is shifting, my training is shifting, um, and I just have a lot of demands of me. But I was kind of looking back at my week and I was like, man, like you crushed it. Like you really did a lot. And I shared on my Instagram, I was like, I don't share all the things that I accomplished this week um, because I want you to compare yourself to me. I share all the things that I did because I want you to put into perspective when somebody has priorities versus when somebody doesn't, what they're able to accomplish or fit into their calendar versus what they're not. So today in it, like this week, at the time of this recording, I was able to fit in three 30-minute infrared sauna sessions, two 45-minute sessions in the Normatec compression boots, 11 cumulative minutes of cold plunge, 22 miles ran, average eight hours of sleep, three 45-minute strength sessions, and I feel good. And you probably listen to that and you're like, holy shit, I'm tired just like even thinking about putting that into my week. So 
I'm going to share with you, I'm going to pull back the curtains with you, the step-by-step process that I use to plan out my weeks to make sure that movement and recovery and good quality sleep and quality of living isn't like a priority to me and how it all fits together. So the first things first, following a plan or structure to eliminate the guesswork. This is a non-negotiable for me. I have worked with a coach at some capacity or followed structure when it comes to training at some capacity since I first started my health and fitness journey. Back in my nursing school days, I did the beach body workouts that suited me and served me so well in the season that I was in. I didn't have to think about what workout I was going to be doing or what equipment I needed. It was already spelled out for me. And so if you're somebody who's new to your journey and you already have a busy schedule and you're feeling really, really overwhelmed with what to do, invest in a program, invest in a coach. And there's some really, really low ticket price items that you can invest into to help eliminate that guesswork for you. You know, if you are looking for a running coach, holler at your girl at Strides for Strength, because that's what I love doing. And honestly, I work with so many athletes who are nurses specifically because I get the schedule. I get the physical, mental, emotional demand and feeling pulled in a lot of different directions. And it's important to, you know, really meet yourself in the season where you're in. So when you are looking for a plan or a training program of some sort to follow, think about how it fits into your life. And also think about like what you would be excited about showing up for, because you can go purchase a 60 day strength guide. That's going to put you in the gym. And maybe it requires barbells only. And you've never stepped foot in the gym. You don't even have a gym membership and you've never touched a barbell. Like that's probably not the program for you to invest in. So really thinking about, you know, what's realistic and what's attainable and what makes me excited to show up in that season or in this season. And then find find somebody to go through that journey with you. And then the second piece of this, which honestly is the most important piece in my mind, like after you already have figured out like this is the program or this is the structure of training that I'm following, then going and plugging it into your calendar. Because what I see the downfall and like the pitfall that I see so often happen is that people have an imagination that's actually bigger than your calendar. So chances are is like currently you're like, yeah, I'm going to get in four 45 minute workouts this week and it's going to be great. And then you look at your schedule and you're like, oh shit, like I'm at the hospital three days out of the week. Like I have to take my kids to soccer practice all day Saturday or soccer games all day Saturday. And like when you really sit down and look at your calendar, you don't even actually have 45 minutes to spare. Um, So that's why every single week, which like I am a Google calendar girly through and through. If you guys want like a Google calendar tutorial, please let me know because I truly do feel like I'm the jack of all trades when it comes to Google calendar. Um, But I sit down at the beginning of the week and I physically plug in my workouts where they're going to fit um, into my schedule. So like if I have a four mile run, for example, I know that's going to take me about 40 minutes. So then I sit down and I look at my week and I'm like, okay, where do I have 40 minutes in my week that I can plug this into? And why this step is so, so incredibly important and it's you know vital to not skip over is because then you can actually see where this grandiose idea that you have fits into your calendar. And it also kind of gives you a reality check of like, okay, maybe my expectation of three 45-minute workouts is not that tangible or not that realistic for the season that I'm in. And then, you know, kind of checking yourself and adjusting your goals and your desires based on what you can actually attain or achieve in this season is so, so incredibly important because then you're just setting yourself up to win. Like nobody wants to end the week or end the day feeling like a failure because they didn't achieve whatever they said they were like set out to do. And I think that's also like a caveat here of 
you know, not shaming yourself into a place of like, I have to do this, or if I don't do this, then I'm a failure because that doesn't feel good, right? You don't want to be the person that tears yourself down or, you know, self-criticizes because you didn't do or achieve something. And, and, you know, that's like something we could unpack in a whole nother episode, but Step two is actually plugging it into your calendar. So maybe, you know, you are going to be training three days a week and it is going to be at the gym. Like something you have to factor in here is like your commute to the gym, your commute home from the gym and really looking at the whole process of movement rather than just the workout itself and figuring out where that physically fits in. And something that I find really helpful, and ever since I started plugging my workouts into my Google Calendar, it kind of plants the seed early on in the week. So that way you can water it later on. It's like, if you plug it in, whether you use like a paper calendar or you use a digital calendar and you schedule it in, then it comes like Wednesday at 6 p.m. And you're like, man, like I just want to go home. It's like, wait, but I put in my calendar that this was like the space and time for me to show up and move my body in a way that feels good. So therefore, I'm going to honor that. I'm going to act on that seed that I planted. Um, And I don't know, it just kind of helps you also get the ball rolling of building that momentum and having an idea of what you're going to be doing in the upcoming week. And the third thing, I shared this the other day on my Instagram and, you know, I was thinking about it. I was like, people always are so like amazed at how I'm able to kind of juggle a lot of the different things that are on my calendar. And I was like, there's no secret sauce. There's really not. And I was like, wait, maybe there's just like one thing. So if I can share anything with you today, I want it to be this. It's creating if then days, which is almost like an escape route for yourself and also permission slip to yourself to honor what it is that you need in any given moment. And if then days for me, they are, so I plant the seed in my calendar. I go out and schedule it, like schedule. This is when the movement's going to happen. And then I have if then days. So like, if I'm feeling it, then I'll get this done. If not, then I'll move it to a different day. For example, take a 12 hour shift day. In this season, I've found this um, movement is really in service of me after a shift versus at like four or 5 a.m., which is when I used to work out. If you've been around for a while, I used to be like a huge 4 a.m. pre-shift movement girly. And like, that's just not it for me in this season. And I I was creating a lot of resistance against that. And I was like, you know what? How can we create acceptance around this and meet myself where I'm at? So recently, I haven't been scheduling movement on my work days. And that's been really, really freeing for me and really energetically accepting for me. Um, And I use them as if-then days. I'm like, if I have like good shift and a good night's sleep and like a good day of fuel when I'm at work and like I don't get home and I feel like just completely wiped or exhausted, then I'll move my body. So those for me recently have been if then days and I don't put pressure on myself to show up on those days or in those moments because, you know, sometimes it is like a wild card. You never know what you're going to get during a 12 hour shift and you never know how you're going to feel after a 12 hour shift. And I think for me, the if then days have just been a really big permission slip to myself to really honor what it is that my body is craving, what it is that my body needs. So maybe for you, if then days look like if you do have, you know, a really packed day, maybe the next day is an if then day. Like, If I get a good night's sleep, then I'll work out this day. And don't use this as like an excuse or a way out and a way to not hold yourself accountable for your goals. Like this requires, yes, a level of self-discipline and masculine energy of like, I'm actually going to show up for the things that I said that I was going to do in the moment that I said that even if the moment's passed and I don't feel that way anymore. Um, And we could also talk a lot about masculine and feminine energy. Um, the masculine energy, if you're not aware, the masculine energy is really this like 
just like it sounds. It's like this approach of like, let's go. I'm going to show up even though I don't want to. Like, I don't care about my hormones. I don't care about my body. I don't care about my sleep. I don't, you know, like kind of just like being really gritty is the way that I think of it. And the feminine energy is more of this like gentle, intuitive approach of like, Hey, I'm honoring what you need. I see you. I hear you. I feel you. I'm with you. And I think there's a time and place for both masculine and feminine energy when it comes to movement and integrating a movement routine. Um, But the if then approach for me, definitely it channels more of that feminine energy because it's like, it's not shaming myself or forcing myself to do something that doesn't feel good in my body. Um, so that's it. That's Michaela's secret sauce to success when it comes to integrating movement into my already busy schedule. But for me, I know that it's a non-negotiable because of what it, of what it gives me. So, you know, instead of looking at movement from this place of shame of guilt, shame or guilt, or, you know, the only driving force is maybe weight loss or to achieve a certain body type or to fit in a certain type of clothing. It's really looking at the deeper picture of, you know, how movement serves you movement. And for me in this season, especially like my relationship with my health has changed so much, which like, that's such a good podcast episode to do. I think I'm definitely going to do that. I need to write that down. Um, my relationship with how the movement has truly transformed because movement gives me life. Movement gives me energy. Movement gives me resilience. Movement gives me this space and this time for me in a world where so many people, coaching clients, you know, patients, coworkers, business partners, podcast collaborators, like everybody needs something from me. But in that moment, when I drop into the movement that I'm doing, it provides me with the space to just be. Nobody gets anything from me. Nobody gets to ask anything of me, but I'm just asking of myself to fully show up in that moment, in that space and just be. And what a beautiful thing to have in a world where we're constantly go, 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 right? So just to recap, Michaela's secret sauce to getting in movement in your days is having a plan or structure to eliminate the guesswork. Decision fatigue, y'all, is so, so real. YouTube videos, you know, coaching programs, workout streaming platforms. There's so many apps out there. Really find what's going to be in service to you in this season with what your goals are and what your actual like available energetic and time commitment is. And then go plug it into your calendar. Don't let your imagination be bigger than the 24 hours that you have in a day. Truly allow yourself to see, visually see, how that movement fits into your schedule or how it doesn't. And then maybe that serves as a reality check for yourself to be like, okay, are the goals that I'm setting for, or like the goals or the standards that I'm setting for myself actually attainable in the season? And then creating if-then days, giving yourself space and time to drop in, honor what your body needs, be intuitive, while also still holding yourself accountable for the things that you said that you were going to do, even if the moments passed and the feelings passed of when you said you were going to do it. But anyways, let me know if you found this week's episode helpful. Again, I'm working on like the the quickies, the tangibles, the like down and dirty, we're getting down to business type episodes, but it's a work in progress. I have a lot of words to say. So until next time, my friend. Before you go, I just wanted to let you know that I am so dang grateful that we are now on this journey through uncovering what it means to be you together. If you love this episode, make sure you share it with your friend or better yet, share it on social media and tag me so that way I know. Until next time, chat soon.